One night, Peter and his friends went fishing in a boat. They fished and fished all night long, but they did not catch even one fish. The sun began to rise. They saw a man standing on the beach. The man called out, have you caught any fish? Not one, they shouted back. Try throwing your net out on the other side of the boat, suggested the man. They did as he said, and suddenly the net was full of fish. There were so many fish, they could not pull the net into the boat. Someone gasped. That man must be Jesus. Peter could not wait for the boat to reach the shore. He jumped into the water and swam to the beach. It was Jesus. Bring some fish, said Jesus. Let's have breakfast together. And they had a wonderful breakfast on the beach with Jesus. Peter was very sad because he had said Jesus was not his friend. Then something even more terrible happened. Jesus was killed and Peter could not tell him how sorry he was and that he still wanted to be friends. Then God did something wonderful. Jesus was alive again. They were all so happy that Jesus was alive. But could Peter and Jesus be friends again? When they had finished eating breakfast together, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Yes, said Peter. Jesus asked again, do you love me? Yes, said Peter. Three times Jesus asked, do you love me? And three times Peter said yes. Jesus smiled. I still need you to help me do God's work. Now Peter knew that Jesus loved him and still wanted him as a very special friend. You might want to grab your Bibles and have the passage open as I unpack it a bit this morning. This morning's story is from John 21. Let's pray. God of welcome, you invite us into your family. We sit at your table and savour your word to us. Help us receive all the nourishment you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we've come to our last meal, breakfast on the beach. It's a meal where mistakes were put right. It's a meal full of hope and restoration. I wonder if you had the chance to discuss our question today. If you were going to someone's house for a meal, what would you dread being served? When I was a child, the worst thing I could have been served was fish, especially if it looked like this. Head, eyes, scales, slimy, eh, really fishy smell. If this was just plonked on my plate with some chips, I think I would have had to pretend I felt ill and leave. If Jesus served this up for me, I would not have been very impressed. The disciple Peter in today's story loved fish and nets and boats, and he probably even loved that fishy smell. In fact, he loved fishing and everything that went with it so much that even after being called by Jesus away from being a fisherman to a fisher of people, even after spending three years with Jesus, watching miracles and healings, even after promising him that he would always be with him, even after seeing Jesus, his friend and Lord, die on a cross, and even after seeing Jesus defeating death and rising again, here is Peter, back with his boat, his nets, his fishing gear, fishing. Fishing for fish, not people. He's back where he started, 
Back to being a fisherman, not a fisher of men. Back with the fish and the familiarity. I don't know about you, but I know with myself that it's easy to go back to what I know. There's comfort in knowing. And these past three months have taken us all to new places. I've challenged myself to not keep using the phrase, when things get back to normal. Because for the moment, this is the new normal. And it's okay, because Jesus says to each and every one of us, come, follow me. You see, following Jesus isn't meant to be comfortable. We're all trying to navigate a new normal, new opportunities to try things, new opportunities to see if God might be calling us to new things. You may have just felt you were getting somewhere just before lockdown. You may have been working towards promotion. You may have just got the dream job only to find that you were made redundant and you've had to go back to square one. You may have just made the team in a sport and now you feel like you're back to square one. Jesus says the same to you. Come, follow me. And as we unpack the passage a little more, we will see that Jesus can turn situations around. Maybe fishing was all Peter felt good enough for, because previous to this breakfast, also over a meal, and we heard about it last week, Peter had been told by Jesus that he would pretend he didn't know him, not once, but three times. And that is exactly what happened. As Peter stood by the fire in the courtyard of the great high priest, the rooster crowed, and Peter denied Jesus three times. Now here in this story, Peter is sat by another charcoal fire. A bit of geeky Greek, the Greek word for charcoal fire is anthrakia. It's only found twice in the New Testament, in this passage and in the denial. It is the fire that links these two events in Peter's life. The fire reminds him of his past failings. Maybe the smell of smoke and the flicker of the frames reminds him of the night that he would like to forget. The night he let his friend and Lord down. But now, by another charcoal fire, he has the chance to sort things out with Jesus, to wipe the slate clean and to start again. And I don't know about you, but like the fire reminded Peter, I am sometimes reminded of something that takes me right back to a situation that I would prefer to forget. It might be a smell or a person or a situation or a comment that reminds me of something I've done. The guilt and the shame experience when we know we've done something wrong is like sand sticking to your feet when you've spent a day at the beach. This story is also a reminder that whatever you have done, Jesus is the hope bringer. In the encounter with Peter and Jesus on the beach in John 21, Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And we don't know what Jesus meant by the word these. Was Jesus talking about the disciples? Peter, do you love me more than these disciples? Or Peter, do you love me more than these disciples love me? After all, he did promise that even if all the other disciples left him, he never would. But he did leave him, didn't he? Or maybe Jesus was talking about the nets and the fish. Peter, do you love me more than these nets? Do you love me more than this fishing gear? Maybe Jesus was saying, do you really want to go back and fishing for fish? Or do you want to carry on working for me? Peter is challenged here about whether he really wants to go back to his old life of fishing, 
or whether he loves Jesus enough to drop his nets, leave the fish, and in a sense his livelihood, his job, his security behind and do what Jesus asks of him for a second time. And Jesus continues to ask Peter this question another two times, making it three times in all. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Maybe this was the chance to make up for the three times on that dark night by the fire where he pretended he didn't know Jesus. The three times of asking maybe cancelled out the biggest mistake of his life. Here, Peter finally has the chance to speak from his heart, something he should have done that night, a chance to deal with it once and for all. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. You see, Jesus' love has the power to do that. Cancel out huge mistakes. When we go to Jesus and recognise where we've gone wrong, Jesus has the power to put it right again. When we fall short, Jesus' love has the power to mend. Jesus' love has the power to fix things we can't fix on our own. Peter needed Jesus to forgive him as he was struggling to fix and forgive himself. Jesus then says in response, then feed my sheep. After Jesus reassures Peter that he loves and forgives him, he then gives him a job to do. God has an amazing plan for Peter, the rock on which he will build his church. Jesus has a plan and a purpose for Peter. So Jesus wants Peter to be a fisher of men, a rock, and now a shepherd too. A shepherd to take care of and lead his followers. A shepherd that will tend, feed and care for those followers. And believers in Jesus are often referred to as sheep throughout the Bible. And it says in Psalm 95 verse 7, For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So Jesus is giving Peter the job of tending, feeding, caring and providing spiritual nourishment for the flock. And as Christians, it's all of our responsibility to lead people to Jesus, to care for each other and to tend to the flock. But we're not all called to be the same as Peter, or the same as each other for that matter. We are all different, and God has given all of us gifts and talents that he wants us to use for his glory. So what is God calling you to in this new season? The most encouraging thing about Peter is that we see he is a work in progress. Like you and me, he still has his L plates on. He is on a journey, still learning as he goes along still under construction. God hasn't finished with him. And Jesus was passionate about Peter and he is passionate about you and me. He knows you won't always get it right and he's willing to hang on in there with us and keep on working in us. And one of the most amazing things we see in this encounter is that God does not hold on to our mistakes. When he forgives, he forgives fully. When he restores, he restores fully. That was true in Peter's life, and Peter went on to do some amazing things for Jesus. And that can be true for us as well. We might want to wallow in guilt and failure, but Jesus can forgive us and help us to live for him and lead others to him in a stronger way than ever before. So as we finish our series this summer, may we follow Jesus with our whole lives and make him our number one, our first love. May we love him because he first loved us. May we lead others to him 
And may we keep on learning, recognising that we are a work in progress, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen.